Thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today, and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nvplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. Lord, speak to us, speak through us, God. And as we share your heart into the heart of your people, God, we pray that your name may be exalted. We love you, God. You've been good. You've been wonderful. You've been faithful. So, God, Lord, it is why we sing the way we sing and we worship the way we do, God. Because you are good. And your mercies endure forever. In your name we pray. Somebody say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and today I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna preach maybe 10-15 minutes only because um, uh, as you all know we only meet once a week and and I want to give opportunity for the church to share their gratitude and to be thankful and and uh, the world at least here in, 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 in the US we take a time of the year to just express gratitude and express thankfulness and I want to take some time today uh, to hear some people Here's some people who can preach louder or as loud, rather, as a sermon. Revelation, the Bible says, and they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and by the power of their testimony. And there's something about us hearing and, and sharing stories. And, and within the story, there's, there's, there's an element of thankfulness and appreciation. And so today, um, I asked some people here and to just uh, take some time to express their thanksgiving. Um, and there are three, there are three uh, biblical portions of scripture, or verses rather, I'm going to be reading today. Um, and none of them have anything to do with each other. Actually, it's four verses. But I want you to focus on the expression of the verse. Because that's, that's the tone I want to set for today. And in Psalms chapter 100, I'm going to read Psalms 100. I'm going to read Psalms 107. I'm going to read 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And I'm going to read Colossians chapter 4 too. And all of these verses have one thing in common. And what's in common in all of these scriptures is that when it comes to thanksgiving or being appreciative, it is not a suggestion. It is not imploring. It is not pleading but it's rather a command. It's almost a, the responsibility of those who have been saved by grace. And David writes in Psalms 100, he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. He's not asking. Remember, remember David wrote this psalm, and the psalms was written in a monarchical period. What does that mean? It was written in an era where kings ruled. So kings didn't ask people for permission or if you wanted to do. Because whatever a king said was law. So David, who was a worshiper, who was the king of Israel, he is writing songs. But within the songs, he is giving command to his people. And he says, when you come to the house of the Lord, he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Look what he says. Give thanks to him and praise to his name. 
he writes this psalm at one of the greatest moments in the life of Israel. There's peace. There's blessings in the land. Everything's going okay. And also in Psalms 107, he says the same thing. He says, give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. So both of these psalms were written at the apex of victory in the city or in the nation of Israel. But then we, we, we go down a couple of thousand years in history and we read what Paul writes to the church in Thessalonica and 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Listen to what he says. He says, give thanks in all circumstances. Check this out. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Give thanks in all circumstances. What is God's will for you? God's will for you is that in everything you're going through, you can have an expression. Now, 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 different from Psalms 100 and Psalms 107, 1 Thessalonians, the church is going through fear, the struggle. As a matter of fact, they were afraid if Jesus Christ was coming or not. That's why in 1 Thessalonians, the Bible says, for the Lord himself shall ascend with heaven with a shout and the trumpet of God. And then, you know the scripture, right? He's... Paul is encouraging the church that in the middle of the persecution, in the middle of the heartache, in the middle of the struggle, he says, don't worry, Jesus is coming back. He's giving them hope. But he says, but as you're hoping for the return of Christ, here's what you need to do as you're awaiting him. Give him thanks in all circumstances. This is not a request. This is a command. Because you cannot say you're a saved individual and always have thanksgiving absent from your life. There's a correlation between salvation and a thankful heart. There's a, there's a direct, I remember back in the days, back in the days, if you've been in church long enough, back in the days, they used to do this thing called parts. Church, you have parts, right? Special parts, right? So they will sing a song, and then the pastor will come up and give random parts to people. And some of these people who get parts didn't want to sing and didn't, couldn't sing if their life depended on it, right? It was just horrible offbeat. I mean, the guitar player took 20 minutes to find the chord. And by the time they found the chord, song was over. Horrible singers. But 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 what you know what let that you know what you know why church people let that pass by? Because of the first presentation where they will get the part. They'll take the mic and say, I just want to say, I want to give God thanks for the salvation of my soul and the forgiveness of my sins. And with that statement, you could have sang off note. You could have been crazy. But just the fact that you was thankful, go ahead, girl, do your thing. Because there's something about being grateful. There's something about having a thanksgiving spirit. Because when you understand that if it had not been for the salvation of God saving your life, you would not have been able, and forget about singing, you would not have been able to catch your breath. So there's an element of thanksgiving. In First Thessalonians, the Paul tells to the church, in the midst of struggles, just give thanks. Give thanks. And in Colossians chapter 4, verse 2, the writer says, devote yourselves to prayer. Check this out. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Seldom do you see in the Bible the word prayer and thankful. Because when we pray, we usually pray, give me, give me, give me, I want a man, blue eyes, uh, you know, give me, give me, give me, I want hips, lips, fingers, give me, give me. Paul is saying, no, 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 this is how you pray. You, you're going to pray 
with a spirit of thanksgiving. You're going to pray and you're going to give God thanks and you're going to express thanksgiving. But here's how you do it. Praying, watching, thanking. Praying, watching, thanking. And, and when we think about watching and being watchful, we, 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 oh, this is the part of many of us. When, when we read that verse, it says, be watchful. We're thinking about watch out for the devil and watch out for the enemy because he's coming like a roaring. That's not what the Bible's talking about. He's saying, I want you to watch out for every opportunity. I open a door for you. I want you to watch out for every way I make available for you. So while you're praying, watch. And whenever I make a way, right there, give me thanks. Right there, give me glory. Right there, give me praise. He says, he says, Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. So today, I want to talk about the importance of having a heart of thanksgiving. Now, it's not always easy for some people to give thanks. Some people have a problem saying thank you. Because some people have a sense of entitlement. Right? Some people, you tell them, you know, you tell them something nice, they don't say, they don't know how to tell you thank you. Hey, you look nice. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God, you look so beautiful. Yeah, I've been working out in the gym a week. Girl, say thank you. Some people have a problem being expressive when it comes to being thankful. And those are the type of people I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't want to chill with you because you're just so about yourself. But it is impossible to be arrogant and understand what God did for you. Okay? So it's not always easy to give thanks. But this is the very thing we must do in order to see God's will accomplished in our lives. Check this out, church. Whenever you give thanks, when we give thanks in the midst of difficulty. Because everybody can say be thankful and happy in the, in the good times. But whenever you give thanks in the midst of difficulties, we bring pleasure to God's heart. We bring pleasure pleasure. Read Philippians chapter 2. We bring pleasure to God's heart and that's when breakthrough begins. Your breakthrough launches itself out of the parameters of your crisis. The moment in the middle of your crisis you start giving thanks. You don't believe me? Ask Paul and Silas. In the middle of their crisis they were singing praises unto God and from their brokenness an attitude of gratitude happened and what happened? The prison doors opened. There's something about being grateful in the middle of your crisis that it pleases God to such a degree that he starts turning things around in your favor. God is looking for people who live in the realm of praise and thanksgiving. Why? Because that's the place, check this out, that's the place where the enemy cannot manipulate you. The enemy can manipulate you when you, when you get out of the the, 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 the scope of being a grateful and a thanksgiving person, the enemy will always use that as fertile ground to cause you to live an antagonistic lie that tells you God ain't fair, God isn't good, God isn't that. But when you, when you start applying thanksgiving, the devil cannot manipulate you. You're going through a heartache. The devil comes in. Man, where's God? And then you start the pity party. Yeah, God, no, but when you start giving God thanks, and the devil throws you in the tank, thank you, Jesus. He can't get you to that. He can't manipulate that. Because in the midst of your pain, and in the midst of your hurting, and in the midst of your heartache, you've got to pray. That's why when the Bible says, when Joe was lost his family, and lost everything he had, you know what he told his wife? The Lord gave, and the Lord took away. Blessed be the name. When you understand the power of being grateful, even in your circumstances, 
the devil loses his grip over your life. Satan is defeated every time we express a thankful heart. Listen to me. Satan is defeated when you express a thankful heart. So I ask you, why are you thankful? Why are you thankful? Are you thankful for your present circumstances? Are you thankful? If God does not one more thing on your behalf, are you thankful? Are you thankful for everything that you've been through? Are you thankful for your salvation? You know, some, some people, we, 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 we've been saved so long that we don't give God thanks for our salvation. And we feel we deserve the right to be saved. Every morning I wake up, Lord, I'm, I just thank you that I'm saved. I thank you that I'm saved. Do you thank God for your salvation? Do you thank God for the friends you have? In spite of how ugly sometimes we are, we still have friends. Are you thankful? Check this out. For the job you have? Pastor, I work at McDonald's. You know that some people are not working at McDinney's? Okay, that's a joke. Some people don't have a job. Pastor, they haven't given me a promotion in three years, but at least you got a job. Some people don't have a job. Are you thankful for what you have? Sometimes we, we're so caught up in what we want that we lose perspective to appreciate God for what he has provided for us. Somewhere along the road of our lives, we've come to a point that we have outgrown gratefulness. So today I want to take an opportunity for the church to be grateful, to express it, to verbally express it. And I want to give you three things or three ingredients that I believe is a recipe. There are many more. But the recipe for a thankful heart, as I was preparing the sermon last week, I thought of these three things. And I'll share this and then we'll hit testimonies. Number one, first ingredient is reflection. Somebody say reflection. Now what? When I talk about reflection, I'm, I'm, I'm referring to a healthy, honest memory. In our Western society here in the U.S., this world isn't very good in reflecting or in reflection. We're too busy enjoying the present or strategizing for the future. But thanksgiving requires reflection. To be grateful requires you to look back and to thank God for the things that he has done for you. For the people he has placed in your life. For the doors that he has opened thus far. The experiences that he has given you. But pastor, all of my experiences have not been the best. But even for the bad. Paul, I told you last week, Paul said in Philippians, I've learned to be content. Whatever my circumstances. He says, I've been in abundance. I've been lack. I've been full. I've been hungry. I've been in prison. I've been free. But Paul says, but here's what I've learned. Every circumstance I went through taught me something. And it taught me to be content. It taught me to be happy. It taught me to be grateful for what I have and what I don't have. God wants us to reflect. Reflect. The problem with us is we sometimes reflect when it's too late. Sometimes we apply reflection too late. But the Lord is telling you today, as you express 
a thankful heart, you need to apply the capacity to reflect and to retrospect and say, God, had it not been because of you, I wouldn't be here. Ingredient number one, reflection. Ingredient number two for a thankful heart is humility. Humility. You cannot be thankful and prideful. That doesn't go together. You cannot be thankful and self-centered. When you're humble, you take your picture off the center stage. When you're humble, it's not about you. Humble or being humble is not about you. You know, you know that we live, we live in a selfie society, a selfie generation. I went, I, I went online earlier this morning, and, and it's crazy because they did some, uh, some research, and they said uh, anyone who, has, who was born after 1980, the year 1980, uh, the, anyone that has lived in, 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 in the average person that was born in the 1980s, by the time they die throughout their whole life, they will, they will take at least 25,000 selfies. Was Instagram, Twitter. Because this world subliminally tells us that it's about you. It's about the consumer. You go to the restaurant. I like the food. And, and, and they give you a free plate. And some of y'all be beating the system with that. I ain't going to get into that. I know a brother who used to bring a roach to the restaurants. And right, right when his food was over, put a roach. Free meal. Yeah, that, that brother's a demon. Listen to me. The world we live in tells us it's about you. We live in a humanistic mindset, in a humanistic mentality, in a humanistic world that if it's all about you and how you feel, and the problem with that is that when it's all about you, there's no room for humility. And then there are those, then there are those, then there are those that are humble. Let me, all right, let me explain. Cholesterol, right, right, cholesterol, there's two types of cholesterol. You have the good cholesterol, and then you have the bad cholesterol. There are two types of humility, the good humility and the bad humility. Have you ever ever met a bad humility person? I'm talking about, I'm talking about they sound humble, but their hearts is rotten. Let Let me give you an example. Those humble people that are that in the humility, they're always bragging about themselves. I can't believe, I'm so thankful that, you know, you know, of all the people that got me, the, I got the job. I'm so thankful that, you know, because, you know, I was, you know, I was praying, that was put God in the prayer. I was praying, and, and I got it, and it's all about me, and oh my God, I, I, I got a promotion, and I got my business, and I'm making money, and da, 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 and, and, and somewhere between that little humility, there's a sense of pride. You're like, mm, that don't smell right. That don't smell right. I want to give thanks, because, and, and, and there's an element of pride. There's an element of pride. This false humility. But God is telling us a grateful heart doesn't have room for false humility. But a grateful heart, give God thanks. And always points all the accolades and the victory back to the God who made it available for them to have it. 
Listen to me. Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Let me say it again until you get it. Humility is not thinking less about yourself. Because the Bible says, do not have a lower concept of you than the one you ought to have. A greater concept. Right? But that also applies in the negative. You shouldn't belittling yourself. And that's not you. Whenever you put yourself down, you're not being humble. You just, you just got low self-esteem. So, so being humble is not thinking less of you. Being humble is thinking of yourself less. That's what the Bible says. Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 2. Who thought it not to be equal to God, but he lowered himself and took the form of a certain of a servant and took the cross and died on the cross. And because he lowered himself, God gave him a name which is above every name that is the name of Jesus. And y'all know sorry. Every knee shall bow, touch confess that Jesus Christ the Lord to the glory of the Father. There's a power in humility. So what God is telling us, three recipes for a thankful heart. Reflection. Number two, humility. And number three, appreciation. Appreciation for the little things. Some of us, we get so hyped. I want to give out an appreciation yet because they, <laughs> they got me the iPad 20, 7,000. Appreciate God for the little things. The fact that when you go to your house and you flick the switch and there's light, give God thanks for light. The little things, the little things. You put the key in the car and if rooms, give God thanks, give, give them thanks for the room. Because there are people in the, there's people in this world that have never seen a car go room. Gotta give thanks for the little things. We have to learn how to practice to say thank you. I remember when kids were raised. When kids were born and we raised them. My kids didn't know how to be respectful. You teach respect. They didn't learn, they didn't know manners. They didn't come out the womb talking about, Mama, can I come out right now? No, he came out head first crying like a maniac. You teach manners. In the same way, you have, to, you have to learn to be thankful. Thank God for the little things. Thank God for the most minuscule things that God allows you to have. Give them thanks. Give them thanks. Listen, church, the power and what opens doors in the life of a believer who is grateful is when you have a thankful heart. Our perspective regarding small things need to change. We need to thank God for the little things. Imagine if Jesus would have said to the little boy who brought the fish and the bread, dude, that, that's, that's all you got? That, 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 that's all you got? Don't you see I got thousands of people that are hungry and you give man, get that out of here, muchacho. No, he was grateful. You'd be surprised how God could take the little things of your life Ask the lady who only gave one coin. And Jesus said, of all the people that gave, this woman who gave the least. Thanksgiving. But our perspective regarding the little things have to change. Some people are ungrateful because of what they don't have. That they miss out on being appreciative on what they actually have. For the past few years since we started this church. 
I told the church, the team, when we first started three years ago, in my living room, 36 of us, I told you all, so listen, I want you to think about everything you think church is. Every concept of church you have. Think about it. And people were having flashbacks. I said, I want you to take all that stuff and hit the delete button and delete it. Because we're not called to be another, we're called to be different. This is going to be a different church. And since the day we started our church, we've been about Matthew 25, 35. I was hungry, you gave me to eat. I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. I was naked, you dressed me. I was in prison, you visited me. This is the church for the hurting, the church for the broken, the church for the reject, the church for the marginalized, a church for those that have been callous and hurt from other churches. This is the type of church we are. This is what we are. And so that's why when we come together, we can't come with a little bougie spirit. We're thankful. We're grateful that God provided a place for us to come and be free. And since the very beginning, we celebrated last week our third year of spending Thanksgiving with the homeless. And I love it. And every year, Thanksgiving week, we do a Thanksgiving dinner. And after that, we eat. Then we sleep in the streets with the homeless. Yeah, we sleep. No, I don't bring my bed and I don't bring my mattress. We sleep in the street with the homeless all night. And then we wake up in the morning and we have a, a phenomenal breakfast. And the reason why I do that is not because I want to struggle. The reason why I do that is because somewhere in between me getting that cold, and I don't know what, I don't know what, it's some, something about that that gives me perspective to appreciate what I have. And so last week, a group of us spent the night in the streets. And I want to show you, this is why it's important for us to be appreciative. And this is why it's important for us to be able to give God thanksgiving and show appreciation, even for the little things that we don't have. For the little things that we have, instead of focusing on the big things that we would like to have. Don't miss out on giving God thanks for the little things because you're focused on the big things. Watch this video. We're here tonight at the uh, Thanksgiving for New Birth in the Homeless. It's something we do every year uh, to sort of celebrate this time of Thanksgiving with them. Um, we went out earlier with a group of men and we met with the homeless around the different areas of the city that they meet at. And we invited them back here for 6.30. And then members of New Birth come here to set up tents, tables, chairs, and also food was brought. And these... Um, homeless come over and they've enjoyed a Thanksgiving meal with us. Right now behind me there are um, dominoes and cars being played, having fun and hanging out together. Later on we're going to be sleeping uh, through the night until the morning where people are going to bring in breakfasts and hot breakfasts for them and we're once again to enjoy fellowship. This is a time where New Birth experiences the, uh, has the ability to reach these people and to learn something about what they go through from day to day and what we're able to pour in, pour Christ into them. Um, just realizing that this is not, an, it's not easy for them on the street. And once again, we're here to show them the love of Christ in our actions, not just in our words. So the next time, yes, give God a glory. Give God a glory. So the next time I get ready to complain about what I don't have, I remember and I give thanks because of what I do have. And it's crazy because the entire year, it's been hot. I'm talking about like 
like like hell hot, like hot. It's been hot, just been hot, just hot, hot, hot. Come out the shower, I'm sweating, hot. The, every time we go sleep in the streets with the homeless, temperature drops. I'm like, Lord, Lord. And, and it's crazy because last week when we had the dinner, it was hot. And then the following day it was cold. And then the following day it was burning hot. Every time we sleep with the homeless, it's freezing. And here's what's crazy. I have, I have a pillow in my house, in my bed. I think the demon made that pillow. I hate that pillow. Like my wife would tell you, I, I, I wake up four or five times fighting with the pillow because I, I, I never find, n- never. And, and, you know, and, and one, one time my neck was twisted, I was all jacked up because, you know, so I, I can't stand that pillow. I can't stand it. And so we went, we went, we bought a nice pillow now. It's a goose down pillow, real nice. But, but, but that pillow is demonic and it pisses me off. But here's what, here's what. While I was sleeping in the street last week, I was thanking God for the demonic pillow. Because I, I, I forgot to bring my pillow. And sometimes we, we always bitter and angry and upset about the thing we have that we don't take out to think about. But what if I didn't have a pillow? Sometimes we get so upset, Lord, this man you gave me, this wife you gave me. But what if you didn't have a wife? Lord, this job I can't stand. But what if you don't have a job? It's being grateful. It's being thankful. And so going out there and sleeping with them gives me perspective of appreciation. Then in the morning... We had breakfast. It was in the chafing dish, nice and warm. But it's crazy because as they were serving it into the plate and giving it to the people, by the time, by the time it got to the table, the food was cold. How many of you guys, if your wife cook you cook you food and it ain't and it ain't hot, you get pissed at your wife? I mean, I put that back in the microwave, girl. What you? And these people were eating that cold breakfast like it was the warmest meal ever. So when we talk about being thankful and being appreciative and expressing gratitude, we always have to reflect and think back and say, God, I thank you. I thank you because you've provided. We have to be humble. Humble, be humble. And then be appreciative. And so those are the three elements or the three ingredients that I believe is a catalyst for being a grateful heart. Reflect. Humility and appreciation. So today, I want some specific people to come and and share what God has done for them and why are they thankful today. And so I'm going to ask, as I go down, I'm going to ask Carla to come to the front stage and, and to share, to share with us. Why is she thankful today? A reason to be thankful. And before she speaks... Um, there's a demon called a clock back there that don't stop moving. So um, be wise, take your time, but hurry up. Thank you for the warning. <laughs> um, okay, so to answer his question, there's so much that I can be thankful for. And I'm going to try to get through this as fast as possible without crying because I'm very sentimental. So, you know, if I cry, just excuse me. Um, but... Um, to summarize the last three years, um, I'm thankful for God's grace and God's mercy. Um, and I'm thankful for this church. Um, before coming to this church, I was part of another church as well. And I was hurt in ministry. Um, I was hurt by my fellow young folks. 
um, it was a really big church and I'm very extravagant. My personality is very different and people were very mean. Um, they, I didn't click with a lot of people and they were one way when they were in front of me, but they were a different way when they weren't in front of me. Um, and so I was alone for a very long time. And um, I remember actually, um, I believe it was a few months before, um, it was announced that Pastor Gabby and Pastor Petri were opening New Birth. Um, there was a sermon series uh, that was going to start up. And um, I remember getting out of my, my, my school and my mom picked me up. And um, she told me, hey, um, you have to call Pastor Gabby because he called me and he told me that he wants you to do a dance as an opener for this, for this, um, this um, sermon series that's going to start up. And I want to let you know that in that moment in my life, I was so angry at God. And I say that with, with no regret or, or not regret, but just with no shame because I understand that I'm human and, and we get angry at God sometimes. And I was angry at him. I was confused. I didn't understand why. If I had grown up in church and, and I had done everything that he wanted me to do, why I was living through all of this. And so I remember thinking to myself, why the heck did Pastor Gabby call my mom and tell her that he wants me to do this? And so I remember calling him. And I remember preparing for the dance. Um, and after that, it was just like that was God's warning for me. Like, I'm here and I'm not giving you what you want, but it doesn't mean that you don't have enough. It's just that you're not getting right now what you want right now. Um, and so months passed after that, and then um, Pastor Gabby, uh, well, it was announced that they were starting a church, and I still felt the same at that church. And so I remember um, speaking to my parents and to my grandma and my grandfather, um, and my grandma wanted to come. And so I remember speaking to my parents and asking if it was okay for all of us to come to that first service. And then after that first service, I was like, man, there's just a difference in the atmosphere. And the way that I walk in and, and even, I, I'm so dramatic. I was like, even the, the air there is different. Like, oh my, everyone's hugging me and they don't know me, but they tell me that they love me and welcome. And everybody was just had this spirit of, of welcoming, of, of this is home, of come in. We're ready to talk to you. We're ready to get to know you. We're ready to accept you. And so I remember for that first year um, of new birth, I came with my grandma um, and we were here, we were faithful, and man, that year was my year of Ebenezer, of growth, and of seeing what God can do through me, um, and how God challenged me. Um, and so, um, there's a verse in Psalms, I think it's Psalms chapter 50, that talks about um, making thankfulness our sacrifice. And so, I think it's so funny that God uses that word sacrifice. Because sacrifice doesn't come at an easy standard. It's something that you have to sweat for, that you have to work for, that you gotta, you gotta move through it. Um, and so I'm thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for understanding and changing the perspective of, man, I'm, I'm going to stop asking God why. And I'm going to change that H and Y and I'm going to say, you know what, God, just have your way. Whatever you want from me in whatever time you want from me, it's not, I want your way. I want your will to be over my life. And so I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for all of you. I know that maybe not all of you know me, but I'm up there and I don't even believe.
believe that I'm up there. I, I sometimes look back and I reflect on, man, God, like I never, ever thought that I would be giving announcements in my church or that I would be a leader in a ministry or that people that are here that I, I knew so long ago believe in me more than I believe in myself sometimes and have encouraging words for me when I don't see them, when I feel like I can't anymore. Man, they're right there with me. You got this, Carla. You can do this. And so, man, I encourage you that if I'm going to uh, plug in a small plug. If you if you want to make this your home, I encourage you to make this your home because I'm thankful for God because I thank God for what he's done. But I thank these pastors and these leaders that are faithful to our God, that are faithful in the vision that God has given Pastor Gabby and Pastor Petri. And I'm thankful to be a part of everything, a part of a team, of a family. We're more than a team. We're a family. And I'm thankful. I'm so, so thankful and grateful and I cannot wait to see what God is going to do next year and the year after and the year after. I'm excited to celebrate with all of you, and so I love you, and I'm done. <laughs> Amen. I'm going to ask uh, Emily. Emily has been uh, uh, one of our most recent members at the church, and, and we love her. And Just want to hear what, what God has done for you, and how are you grateful to the Lord? I am so thankful for God because I've been processed. And since I met Petri and Pastor working, I, I didn't know they were pastors. So they were like, yeah, pastor. And I'm like, go this way because I am trying to avoid that. Um, and Petri was always like, come to church, visit. And I'm like, I was being processed. I couldn't understand that at the moment. And I came, I visit, it wasn't God's timing. Um, but I remember um, I was praying and I was telling God, you know, I know this is a place you have for me, but I'm going to wait on your timing because I just don't want to be here alone. I want my whole family to be here with me. So uh, I texted Petri and I said, hey, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to church tomorrow. Like, my husband, my kids, we're all going. And I know it's something I prayed for for a long time, and God just made it happen. It didn't happen um, right away. It took time, um, but he made it happen. And I've been thankful for him because his grace has been upon my life crazy. <laughs> um, and I'm thankful for this church that has accepted me my family, my kids, just how we are with our not so perfect, um, but you guys love us and we love you all for how you guys treat us and I love all the girls that are with me that um, I put Petria for. She was like, help me, just this one dance. We've done what? This is the third one? <laughs> So, yeah, I am thankful. I am beyond grateful and thankful for this house and for you guys. God gave me the honor to work for her at a school, and, and so to see where she's at today. Listen, uh, let me give you a footnote. If my wife ever asks you to do something in church for one Sunday, you're screwed. Because that's your calling, so. 
Uh, I'm going to ask Shelby, Shelby also to come. Just to share how thankful you are to, for the Lord. God is so, so good, man. I thank God um, for always being there for me, even when I never acknowledged him throughout my entire childhood. Um, I always wondered and questioned, like, what was church? Because that's not how I was raised. My family wasn't raised in a church, um, and I believe that they didn't want me to because uh, when I was curious about what church was, when I heard people talk about it in school, um, I expressed to them, like, hey, like, I want to know what this is. And they were, like, not with it. I ended up going with a friend and loving it and finding that there's this whole, like, kind of life that that is that wasn't what I was living. And I think it kind of scared them a little bit because because it, it, it was it, it was a change in me. And um, that's that's not what the world is used to, you know, when when you're when you didn't grow up like that. So it, it takes it, it took. Um, so much, so much tears, you know, from, um, in the presence of the Lord, like, why, why am I living like this? Like, why can't I live the way that, you know, you want me to live? Why, why am I here? Like, I ended up getting baptized, and my parents stayed out. They didn't even come in the sanctuary, but thank God they came, you know, to see that, and I think, um, them keeping me away from the church really ignited my passion for Christ. And so when I fell off when I was a teenager, when I wasn't living the life that I was supposed to be living, I thank God that I went through that because now that I'm here, I'm able to testify that, man, God was still with me even when I wasn't with him. And even though I was I was taken from the, the house of God, man, God still made his way in my life through those times. And I thank God for bringing me to this place, my God. Thank you, Jesus, for bringing me to this place where I actually get to live this life that I that I longed for, that 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 I, that I, that I was brought out of a place that 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 God had to save me from. Thank you for putting me in that place and for saving me from it because now I can thank you, Jesus. And I thank God for 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 my salvation. I thank God. I thank God so much for bringing me and for showing me that there are people that love you and that care for you and that want the best for you, that, that, that will encourage you with words from the Bible. I thank God for giving us this, this book that literally speaks to us every day if we just open it. Like, thank you, God, for the opportunity that if I need something, I can go to your word and just read it. And I'm like, dang, God, thank you. Thank you, God. I, I thank God for the for the verse that, that's kept me sane throughout this last year because I've only been saved for about a year and a half. The, the, the verse that shows me that our God is a giver. Ask and you shall receive. I noticed that when I, when I believed in that verse, it doesn't mean that just ask and God's going to give you everything. It means that if I ask, I can be at peace knowing that my God's going to take care of what I need. And, and I thank God for giving me that peace. Um, but I, I don't want to take that. I don't know how long I've been up here. But um, I just thank God, man, for, 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 for my church. I thank each and every one of you for, for pouring into me and for believing in me because, man, man, I'm different. I'm different. It's because of God, and I thank God for, for changing me. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want one more, one more person to, to just share. 
Liza, I don't know if you're here. Liza, are you here, Liza? Liza, Liza. Not here? Okay. Oh, there she goes. There she goes. I, I, listen, I am thankful for this uh, young lady. Um, her language is in English. Her, her dominant language is not English, although she speaks it well. It's Portuguese. And, and she comes to this church, and it, it could be easier for her to worship in her own language. And not just because she speaks it, but just the culture. But she's here with her husband, and every Sunday they're here, and they've made this their place of hope. And so I, I want Liza to just share uh, reasons why she's thankful to the Lord. Um, sorry, guys. Salvation. God's patience, God's love, God's grace. Every time that um, those storms come and things get hard, and God knows I've had so many of them. God always brings me back to that day of my salvation. I was just a stupid little girl. And I thought I knew everything. And then I realized that I was just walking around blindly in the dark, lost. But God's grace... God had been pursuing me all my life since I was a little girl. You know, there's something about that Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, after I met Jesus, he would keep reminding me of all those times. Remember? And it was like, we're so blind. We don't see God reaching out for us. And there's been times in my life where I've been going through storms. I remember when I lived in Jersey, walking into ShopRite. It was a really bad storm. And the Holy Spirit said, look at the sea of these people that need me. They need to know about me. And you're so hung up in this storm. There's people out there that need to know about my salvation. And that's just something that God has seated so deeply in my heart. You know, we get so caught up in ourselves and in our lives. But there's so many people out there that need to know about this salvation, that need to see that there's hope. And I'm just thankful that even though every time that these storms come and hit my life, the Holy Spirit brings me back to that day. I didn't even want to go that day. My brother kept inviting me to church again and again and again, and I thank God that he didn't give up on me. And the day I wanted to go was the one day he didn't ask me. And I just kept walking past his room like, hey, what are you doing? Getting ready for church. Oh, okay. Went back to my room. And I didn't know why, but it was like God was calling me. That was my day. That was my day. And even when I got there, it's like I floated in there. And I didn't even realize what was happening. And when the altar call came, people went up. And I was sitting there laughing. I started getting cold, you know. And it was Pastor Vincent Longo, him and his wife Nancy run Victory in Jesus in a church up in Jersey that's still going, a church that started like this church with two people who love the word of God, who weren't afraid to step out, 
I remember Pastor Demola said he was driving in one of those vans with a hole on the bottom. But he just had a group of people, just a handful of people who were faithful. And I'm thankful for your love for the word of God and your faithfulness. And uh, Pastor Luongo said, there's still one person here that God wants to touch today. And when I tell you, as God is my witness, I didn't even know how I got up from that chair. And when I went up, the power of God hit me so hard. He didn't even put his hand on me. And I could hear yelling. I fell down yelling inside of my head and the faint voice of his wife praying over me. And slowly, the yelling, it stopped and her voice got louder. And I will never forget that day. And I know there's so many people out there that need to have that meeting because no matter what happens in my life, I go back to that day. message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.